the Associated Foundations Training Center aboard Battleship Iowa. It is another exciting episode of Scuttlebutt, the official podcast of the National Museum of the Surface Navy. Joining us in the studio today from right to left, my right to left, is our illustrious leader, Jonathan Williams. Hi. Award winner. <laughs> nice, the award winner. Nicely <laughs> done. You do need a better nickname. The uh, warden. The warden, the warden works. It, it like depends, it depends, like depends on whether you're going for the institution or the organization. I go organization, but if we really want to go institution. I think warden is appropriate. I mean, I, you I know, think so actually thinking about it, I'm going to do a quick Google search. Yeah. And I'm going to see what the first thing that comes up when you search institution All right. is. So while he's doing that, we'll introduce Marianne, our producer, button pusher, executive assistant, you know, all around good person, friend <laughs> of the downtrodden, uplifter of those in need. <laughs> Uh, who is, uh, and then uh, we have nuts and bolts, Mike Gutcher. C. C. Very good. <laughs> At C, perhaps. And um, and I'm Dave Camfield. I'm the tech guy. Uh, and uh, we're going to get rolling on here as soon as uh, our All right, uh, so distracted the leader over there, the warden, figures out what so, institution so pulls up. So an institution is an organization, establishment, foundation, society, or the like, devoted to the promotion of a particular cause or program, especially one of public... <laughs> educational or charitable character the college is the best institution of its kind the building occupied by such an establishment now if we go down to what it finds as your local institution so if we renamed ourselves the national institution of the surface navy but what comes up first is the federal correctional institutional terminal island i think i think both of those are clearly appropriate we are we are focused on a goal and we feel a lot like terminal island sometimes this actually actually helps me when i'm doing like e-blast and stuff because then i can go for a company organization institution i have i have more nouns to choose from google has a thesaurus function word hippo i love word hippo just saying see i'm I'm more collective i go for more a collective we're a collective of mutual interested every individuals you, every time you say co- i was gonna say i hear the word collective and i see a red flag flying and i yeah. hear martial music yeah. i don't know the czar he's the czar yeah. the czar <laughs> bizarre but yeah <laughs> bizarre so i'm taking these notes as we start to plan for the 2023 plan and uh you know of course we're we're transitioning or i won't say transitioning that's the wrong word we are evolving i've gotten Ooh, rid like of the word that. transitioning i like, evolve, I like that better, evolve works yeah. better evolving into the national yeah. museum of the surface navy from the battleship iowa museum um to be very clear we are not repainting the name of the ship the ship is not changing its name but much like the uss constitution the battleship iowa is a symbolic um, component of the surface navy it's one of probably the easily top three or four ships ever in existence for our surface navy it's so the top one well we believe the top one You're but biased. i i don't want to <laughs> a little bit i don't want to knock bit. the constitution off exactly. of its, its I, reign I, and you know, i didn't serve on the constitution arlie so. burke was also the arlie burke destroyer has been transformational for the surface fleet as well so um for all those serving today on the arlie burks but doesn't everybody think all warships are battleships so absolutely no, they're all painted not, gray not yeah. the people wearing the uniform exactly Just so so we start looking at 2023 and um, reference back to our last episode which was um hensa and talking about uh hull preservation and hull restoration and so i decided to present um this year on what the future looks like for everybody and how do you plan it in very simple terms uh and trying to simplify it as simple as we possibly can and really looking at data of what is changing in society. And so let's face it, what we have going on in society right now is um, looking at the recruiting crisis. Just recently, 
um, the I think all the branches started reaching into its deferred entry pool. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, the delayed entry. The pool. delayed and that's entry. just kicking the can down the road. Um, which is going to cause a a bigger gap as we go down the road year after year after year, and that's a very serious thing. Um, you know, and and I see that from the port of Los Angeles with the cargo containers and what's going on in our nation and how economically. Um, we're reliant on international trade and what's going on uh, in our connections internationally. Us as a nation, I mean, let's we we go to Target. Every one of us, there's not a single American that's not affected by international trade. Um, and and uh, you know, when you look at that and you tie that back into what it takes to get those items here to our shores, uh, and and being able to freely move cargo across our oceans and go back to 17 mid 1700s you know with with pirates and and west indies company and what that could look like we've seen that in our history in the world's history uh and that could come right back it really can um islands in south china sea uh i just read about taiwan that uh the CNOs saying we need to be prepared for uh china to go after taiwan this late this year or next year uh and how that may affect what we're doing. So, uh, I mean, and this is not all about me talking. I seem like the only one talking, but, um, starting to look at that crisis of a rapidly changing, uh, society, good, bad, ugly, whatever anybody's opinion may be on that and what that means to the future of our nation and how that can actually impact us economically as a nation, um, and completely change the dynamic of where we're at. Uh, and as those recruiting numbers go down, it becomes more difficult to be able to ensure those freedom of the seas uh, and ensure that we uh, continue you know, free as a nation to be able to enjoy the things we have in life. I, I happen to like things in life. I happen to like to buy things in life. Inflation is killing it. I can't imagine if we weren't able to get that stuff, um, you know, what that would look like for us. Well, and that's, I think, an important uh, centerpiece. The National Museum of the Surface Navy is not talking about fighting. You know, uh, one of the videos that I know Admiral Stinsky puts out there has the phrase in it, the Navy, a global force for good. And we need to understand that this is not always about engaging with weapons. It's about being out there to maintain the freedom of the seas because that affects every single American. And I don't think that, that a lot of people out there connect the dots between the Navy and their grocery store. But they are absolutely related. And a humanitarian component, too. Absolutely. Well, huge. I mean, yeah. in response to... to uh, worldwide disasters are first on the scene as well. I mean, they can deliver Katrina, water, turn on power else, systems yeah. to do all kinds of things to get things back up and running. I mean, really, the the fighting piece of it, I think, is probably 1% or 2% of what they do. I mean, the, the majority of what they do is really um, um, sailing across the world's ocean, making sure that we have presence, and that presence results in the, the ability for us to have diplomatic relations. Um, and really, it's kind of big-stick diplomacy in the sense that Countries don't want to mess with you. But as we are starting to look weaker and our recruiting crisis are starting, you know, the recruiting crisis is adding to it. Our budget, um, you know, budget gaps uh, and the challenges that our Navy and our military are facing, China and Russia and folks are starting to go, oh, now's our time to bounce onto the scene because it looks like we can move into that position and we can control the world. Well, and the situation overseas is interesting because you had a major world power. Uh, that everybody was uh, respectful, if not fearful, of who stepped into a, a conflict and did not perform as expected. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the Ukraine, Russia going into Ukraine. And there are a lot of people, I think, that would look at America as the same kind of, well, if 
if the Russian military was not what we thought it was, is the American military what we think it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so those that's what we're facing as a museum. I mean, and, and what is a museum? I, I see it as a public awareness vehicle. I see it as a community asset. Um, always have felt strongly about that, and our team has done an excellent job in positioning us as that community asset and that anchor that is really pushed along in our community um, a better quality of life. Uh, you know, support and disaster response, veteran services, providing veteran services. And as we ramp that up even more in the coming months and providing those education programs and inspirational opportunities to uh, the kids of the future. You know, I, I, I've had uh, a few people come to me and say, Jonathan, look, what are you trying to recruit for the Navy? And that's what your education program is. No, it's not about that. It really isn't. Education programs, our STEM program, you know, inspires kids to, to look at a wide variety of careers science, technology, engineering, math. I mean, I'm sorry to say that us at the Iowa do not run around with a contract to have kids sign up to be <laughs> recruited. I mean, they, they do it on their, they can make those decisions on their own. We are not recruiters. Um, but, you know, we do believe in a strong nation and we do believe in the future of our, uh, of commerce that's happening in the port. And as we prepare for this weekend in our Freedom of the Seas Awards, which highlights that, um, you know, with Secretary of Agriculture and his efforts in, in the Ukraine food crisis, as, as folks may have seen, the Ukraine, I think, was the number one um, exporter of wheat in the world. And when Ukraine exports got shut down during this war, it caused a wheat crisis. That's a food crisis. That's yep. a serious issue. We're right in the middle of a gas crisis right now. Russia invading Ukraine shut off a bunch of the gas um, resources that Europe relied upon. Uh, and now I think OPEC is starting to scale back and on that front. Look at that pipeline over there too, that, that natural gas yeah. pipeline. Uh, you don't know exactly what's happened. They say it was explosives driven, but that also calls into the question or the need for a Navy or somebody to watch that stuff. Yeah. You know, most of our information goes across in cables across the ocean. Well, that's one of the things that, that we do here as an institution or organization <laughs> or company or museum, whatever you want to call it. A club. Um, yeah. Is, uh, you know, social one, one of the threads that, that we've had since day one is connecting the past with the future and, and putting the Iowa as a centerpiece of the surface fleet and then telling the story of the surface fleet, uh, which does draw from the past into the future, from the days of, of combating piracy on the Barbary Coast uh, to combating piracy uh, off of Somalia to keeping those sea lanes open now to whatever faces us in the future. That's the story we need to tell, and we need to be in the centerpiece of that. I'm actually very proud of the Iowa as the centerpiece of that, particularly as an Iowa veteran, because she is the quintessential symbol of a strong surface Navy. Uh, but we have we have a strong surface Navy now. We just need to keep it strong, and we need people to understand why we need to keep it strong. This well, and that's David coming from the uh, the Iowa service and over to the Tijuana River, I mean the Brown Water Service. Uh, that, <laughs> and, was, uh, uh, that is, in fact, brown water down there, <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, but, you know, it, I, so when we start to look at, and I feel, uh, you know, looking at that international and national gamut of things and how do we focus in on that and drill in it and where do we go in 2023, and we all clearly know we're involving into the National Museum of the Surface Navy. I'm really proud of the efforts we've already done in doing so. Um, for the future of it. We clearly know who we are. We are a community platform of engagement for veterans, students, and uh, uh, community resiliency with our disaster preparedness programs, the COVID test booth, um, really giving back to the community. And the mo- most recent $6.7 million from the state of California to build that community engagement building. Um, 
you know, we start to plan down in 2023 and executing on those goals. And I, and I want to be crystal clear with our listeners and I can't um, be more passionate and clear with anybody involved. We are opening this museum on October 13th, 2025. There's no doubt about it. Now, whether we open it in 11 or 12,000 square feet or we open it in 30,000 square feet is all dependent on what kind of support we get. Um, but we are opening it. There's we we've done this kind of thing for years. We don't we don't stop. Nothing can stop us. So people can hop on the bandwagon or not hop on the bandwagon. It doesn't really matter either way. We'd love to have you on the bandwagon. Um, but this is really a, a passion thing for all of us um, to start working towards this and start really highlighting the, the necessity of it. And how do we execute on that? And where do we go? And so that's how we formulated our strategy. And that was going back to the Hensa thing, really kind of teaching I think the rest of the ships across the nation, how to formulate their strategy, what they mean to their community, what they stand for in their community, what role they play in their community, and what role do they play for the future of our nation in raising that awareness. Uh, and, and it can be unique for each, each area, frankly. I think one thing that has really struck me about some of your research and certainly our experience is that you know, we, we survive here. We eat what we kill as a museum, if you, if, as a company, institution, whatever you want to call it. But I know it's funny. We're gonna, that's going to be the word. Ongoing. Company, institution, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but or whatever. But you can't survive off of what we call the gate. Nope. The, the gate is is the the proceeds. Imagine people walking through the gate at Disneyland. There's a certain amount of money that's associated with that entry, whether it's one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever it is now it's at Disneyland. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, yeah right. <laughs> but still, there's a gate number. You know, um, and there's a we call it also a per cap. It's per person. How much uh, money do they, do they bring to the the, the company here? Um, but you can't survive off of that. There's a lot more you need to be doing. And that's really, I think, something critical to, to really realize. Because if you're only going to live just off of people coming to see that, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a problem. Yeah, well, and, and, and let's face it, historic ships, well, our listener base probably loves historic ships. I'm going to be in, in the reality fashion here. Um, they're a, a thing of the past. I mean, that's the reality of it. Uh, this is a World War II asset. This is looked upon as a World War II asset, even though it served in the 80s. Um, it's a thing of the past. Our museums across the nation are facing the same issue, have for 20 years. Um, you know, attendance has continued to go, go down. Science centers are struggling massively right now. And those are, those are some of the most interactive museums yeah. out there. Yeah, and you, you had some data, too. I think there was an ice cream museum that was... Um, more yeah. highly Google search than any, than anything else. Yeah, or? it was like ice cream, bubblegum music. I mean, all of those bizarre stuff. Yeah, yeah, those things are are some of the most searched things that you find today. That is really engaging um, the f- people of the future. Well, it is ice cream. Well, I, yeah, it is ice cream. But I mean, the fact that you could build a museum about ice cream or the ice cream museum. I'm not talking about like Carnation Dairy in in Washington <laughs> State, which was a wonderful tour. By the way, as a kid, because you ended it with carnation ice cream. Or Tillamook uh, cheese up in Oregon. Oh, gosh, that's great, too. You can end up with some Tillamook ice cream. The Wonder Bread Factory in Sacramento. Which Tillamook dairy is packed. I've been to a brewery, too, once. Yeah, I I used to go to... We did not take school field trips to the brewery, though. Although, when we went to the brewery, we got free beer, so that was cool. You know, when I I lived in New Hampshire, Merrimack, New Hampshire, there's a Budweiser brewery there, and they had Mm. some of the Clydesdales there. And when it got hot during the summer... We go for a tour at Budweiser because it was always cool. It was like refrigerated. You go for yeah. the refrigerators and it felt great. And you end up with root beer or beer or whatever. Ooh. I didn't drink the beer. Of course, I was too young. I root never drank. Still good. I never drank beer when I was young. I was perfect in every which way. We all know that. I believe Hopefully, you. some people are not listening. I'm Thousands of other people might not, but I do. 
Well, you know, to become a warrant, you have to be a warden. You have to be influenced by former wardens. I mean, oh no, I didn't yeah. say that. Inmates? Just kidding. I'm, 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 I'm he's, not. He's had direct mentorship. Yeah, I don't have background in that. Combine the beer museum and the ice cream museum. See, you'll notice we. This, this How about ep- the ice cream float yeah, museum? Exactly. I was going to say this episode was all about who we are, and the listeners are getting a pretty good. Uh, exactly. Picture yeah, of yeah they're, they're, they're getting a very good picture of who we are yeah. at this point. So, Squirrel. so when we. Uh, <laughs> So back to who we are. I mean, and, and and I think we very much know who we are after all these years. It took us five or six years to get there, and now we're able to focus and build those bricks and and really continue to beat that drum. It's one of the things you said, though, at your Hensa uh, presentation is know who you are. It's so hard uh, to work with an organization that wants to be something, and they're kind of stodgy and stuffy, and this is my public image, and then you get working with them, and, and you get kind of under the hood, and that's not who they are. I think any organization needs to discover who they are and then have their mission grow out of that. And I I think, uh, again, under your leadership and under some of the opportunities that we've had here, that's what we've done. We have a ball doing this, but we're opening in 2025 and we're opening to tell the story of connecting the past to the future and being the centerpiece of the of the National Museum of the Surface Navy to be the centerpiece of the of the Surface Navy story. So when when in, in looking at that, we decided on on this museum mission um, over the past 10 years, we have an amazing crew that has put in tons of time building amazing exhibits and, I mean, just incredible things. Um, we decided if we were going to go to national on a national level and we were going to play with the big leagues, we better be ready to play with the big leagues. And that's why we retained um, the brand Farron and Applied Minds um, and the team over there, which we've already seen some of the concepts of. And we're going to go over there later this afternoon to, to work with them and drilling in more. Um, because they have a passion in the same thing we do. Yep. We all want to address this 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 issue for our nation. I mean, this is a national issue. This is this is an issue that we are taking on um, that that needs to be taken on. And I don't know where it's going to go, but you know we're stubborn around here, and we've done this before. So we're going to take on a massive issue that impacts every American and see where it goes. Um, but that that design that we're going into and where we're going in twenty three, we clearly know who we are and how we're going to do that. Uh, and execute on it. Now, of course, all of our listeners out there, for those of you that are billionaires, go ahead and write $100 million right now. <laughs> have to make that ask because well, that will only help us ramp up and accelerate our programs and accelerate I this just, human museum and make a greater impact. I just want to say that those of you that are donating 20s of dollars, we appreciate you as much as we appreciate the, the And that's absolutely true. That's absolutely. actually our bread and butter. So. It, it is true. And, and I will, I, I'll say that, you know, no matter who you are, supporter, donor, crew member, um, if you don't know, if you do send an email in, in response to our weekly e-blast, uh, or send an email to me, Same. I actually really Same. do answer those emails. Yeah. So don't think when you get an answer to an email that it's actually some, somebody on the staff that's answering them. I answer every one of those emails that come to me, whether you, you like me or not. You're um, on the staff. Well, I am on the staff, but I, I think some people would really be surprised I actually personally answer those. The, um, fa- the fact uh, how many of us get the questions off of the Google, hey, are you guys still open? Yep, yes. that, that yep. comes across yes, my phone are. too. <laughs> I don't answer those anymore, thank God. We've got, Catherine took those over and, and is doing a great job on that. But you know, I, I, I got in my, my recent e-blast that we sent out about going to University of Iowa and I, I got some great yeah. responses. Some people, you know, said come down and see Texas and uh, another one, uh, another gentleman responded that, you know, we went to University of Iowa and not Iowa State. What's going on with that? And and in fact, the, the gentleman on Iowa State, uh, shout out, I don't remember his name offhand, but I didn't know how involved they were in the Manhattan Project. Yep. 
It was, that was incredible to learn. Uh, and then he sent over to me. So, I, you know, wow. I learn new things every day from every one of you that send something in, whether it's a note, whether it's a donation, whether it's support, whether it's a crew advocacy ambassador telling your friends, whatever it may be, hey, even if you're, you're welcome here. Even, even if, if you're yelling at us, even if you're yelling at us, we, we appreciate the feedback because we want to do better. We want to do better. Um, so I, with that said, I think we can close out. Actually, let me, let me call it the, the applied minds thing that, um, you know, looking at this thing and, and partly in response to my earlier comment about gate, you know, cause you're always thinking about that. Really. I, I love this approach that they have, which is this all encompassing approach for the experience that you have here and also the social capital that we build. We're creating opportunities for not just a visit to a museum, that's part of the gate discussion, but also the the venue to have these conferences and conversations that need to be had. Um, You have the food and beverage component, you have the entertainment component. There's a ton of that. That's a really broad view, I think, and that's really important. And something I think is missing in some of the ships, um, or at least in some of the institutions around the nation. You need to have a broad view of all of that. It's missing in a lot of museums, even outside of the uh, outside of the ship world. One of the things I was struck with when you were talking is we are a museum which inherently looks at the past, except we're talking very much about a museum that mm-hmm. looks at the future. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the past here because there's just a... It's hard to put into words, but there's life here. Yeah, it's living. It's a, it's a museum of future events. I wish there was yeah. a word. I wish there was a word to, you know, a new modern word to, to update that word museum. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, we kind of live it here too. It. Part of the ship, we live in the ship in many mm-hmm. ways. We we actively we, we activate portions of the ship. We have to. Yeah. So it feels much more alive, and that's something that always appealed to me, even from day one here. It's like we have that good balance between maintaining the historical value of the ship, but also using it and bringing it to life yeah. in that way, and, and uh, increasing its relevance to the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. All right, I guess uh, I guess that's the cue to wrap up. So um, thanks for joining us today. Well, for another engaging discussion uh, on Scuttlebutt, the official podcast of the National Museum of the Surface Navy. Join us next time where we will probably talk about other stuff. <laughs> and so, if you want to talk to us, stuff and things. podcast at labattleship.com mm-hmm. at LaBattleship. LaBattleship La podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at LaBattleship.com. We look forward to your comments, questions, even your rude gestures. So join us next time. Mm-hmm.